Good morning. You're just in time. Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement. Let's start our day together. Hey there, come on in, pull up a chair. I'm Dave Orsborn. And I'm Amanda Miller, and we're ecstatic to have you with us in the St. Gabriel Cafe, our live and local morning show. Cam Clutters, our bro, Easto. And this morning we continue our Advent Reflections Rejoice Advent Meditations with the Holy Father. Joining us for our reflection this morning are two fine gentlemen, our friends Mike Lisi and Nate Schroeder. They'll join us in the reflection and then stick around to talk about leadership, fatherhood, and men's ministry. Morning, Amanda. Morning, Dave. Gaudete! Gaudete! That's right. Shall we pray? Let's do it. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Lord, we just rejoice in your goodness. And we wait for you with expectant joy. Despite where our hearts may be at this moment, whether this season has been crazy or whether we've been able to sit and ponder with you, we ask that you just meet us wherever we're at and to allow ourselves to be loved by you, to experience you, to sit with you, to dwell with you, to love you, and to wait with you in expectant joy of your coming. Mm. We offer ourselves to you, our days to you, and everyone that we will meet and encounter this day, may we be Christ to our neighbor. We love you and we thank you for this day. We offer ourselves to you through the arms of Mary. Amen. Amen. Expectant joy. I like that. Mm. Today, December 19th, our O Antiphon, O Root of Jesse's Stem, Sign of God's Love for All His People, Come to Save Us Without Delay. Amen. 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 So, Amanda, you experienced your first snow squall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell me again what a squall is. It, like it's a... blowing snow. Okay. That really decreases visibility. Oh yeah, I did experience that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was driving last night, and I thought I was doing pretty good, and then I realized at at some point in my drive, it was pretty dark all around me, and there was no cars. So I was like, oh, I should put on my my brights, right? And then I quickly realized, nope, that doesn't work. So it went well. <laughs> Stayed on the road? Yeah, I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, and you mentioned you were heading up a little north um, uh, to the Centerburg area. And the thing in Ohio, there's kind of a line you cross going north on 71 where you leave central Ohio and you enter the, the land of snow doom around Cleveland, you know, when you start getting into lake effect snow. And so up around the Mansfield area and, and north, we could have nothing down here, but then you start getting into some some oh. nasty stuff. Okay. So weather tips from Dave. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> I'm glad you made it home safely. Yeah, thank you. So today is Tuesday of the third week of Advent, and we'll pick up uh, Father Mark Toops and Rejoice Advent Meditations with the Holy Family. And this week's theme, Cameron, is... 
this day's theme or this week's this theme? week's theme oh this week's theme is getting to know joseph's heart and how mary loved him that's right shall we begin let's all right in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen amen father mark writes this week we are learning about what's in joseph's heart and then we ask how did mary love him with many questions emotions and desires in joseph's heart because of the rerouting of his life today let us consider how did mary love him essentially mary gave him space Mary loved Joseph by giving him the space that he needed to find God with him in the midst of the rerouting. We see this most clearly illustrated in the Gospel of Matthew. We read that Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. We may be tempted to read those two verses, assuming that Joseph's visit from the angel happened immediately after his intent to divorce Mary. However, there's nothing in scripture that indicates that this was the case. Perhaps there were a few days or even weeks when Joseph was struggling with a situation. If that is the case, what was Mary doing as Joseph is deliberating the proper course of action? She gave him space. She trusted that he would know where to go with his heart. She trusted that the one who was rerouting him would show him the way. She trusted that Joseph's heart would ultimately surrender to God's will. What did giving him space do for Joseph? Mary's trust in Joseph surely elicited deep within him a further desire to do whatever it was that God asked of him. Mary allowed the process to unfold because she knew God was leading it. She gave Joseph space, and this allowed God to move in Joseph's life. This was all dependent upon Joseph's spiritual maturity. He was a praying man. He was self-possessed and keenly aware of what was going on in his heart. Some of you may long to be able to trust your spouse as Mary did, or to be as trustworthy as Joseph. Regardless of our vocation, God is speaking to us today. Mary had to wait with God, not just for him. During this waiting, Joseph had to find God in silence. These aspects of the Advent story reveal to us where God is calling us for our own spiritual growth. Give yourself some space today to be alone with the Lord. Trust that in this sacred space, he will speak. Amen. Our scripture passage this morning is from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. Everything has a season. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, 
a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the sons of men to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's mind, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and to enjoy themselves as long as they live. Also, that it is God's gift to man that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has made it so, in order that man should fear before him. That which is already has been, that which is to be already has been. And God seeks what has been driven away. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. I love this passage from Ecclesiastes. Should be put to music. Yeah. What what stood out to you? <laughs> A time. Mm. God's time over and over. He has all of this taken care of. And it's his time. Mm-hmm. And I think in in our lives, and this gets to uh, Father Toop's reflection also, it is God's time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what he's asking us to do is uh, is to consent, to, to set apart time for him, to be with him, and then he'll reveal his plan in his time. Mm-hmm. So... And recognizing, like, our action in that isn't, like, ushering the time into existence, but it's it's the setting aside the place, the space, as Father Mark writes, to, to wait on, wait, not just on the Lord, but with the Lord, you know? Yeah, I like that. And, and that's what I mean by that consent. Sometimes when we enter into the silence and... Um, spending that time where I am so um, impatient waiting for revelation for him to say take this step do this thing you know Joseph go there but um, that's up to him (laughs) you know what he's asking of me is to is to make that sacrifice Mm -hmm. to to be with him Mm -hmm. and He'll take care of things. Now, there is a time for everything. Yeah, that part really stuck out to me as well, because how often in my own life I have a prayer intention or I feel like I'm just like waiting on the Lord. Okay, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Um, And yet this, this intentional mind switch of I'm not waiting for him to do something in, but even though in a way kind of am waiting for his answer, but also this is a time to wait with him. With him. I love that. That in the midst of what he is doing and working in my life, I should be actively waiting with him. Nate, Mike, anything to add? Yeah. Thanks Dave. So what really stuck out to me, you know, we start with Mary 
is giving Joseph that space, right? Mm-hmm. And she can only do that if she trusts him. And why does she trust him? Because as as we get farther and farther, uh, father's reflection, he has the self possession. And how does he have that? Because he's in the sen- enters into the silence with the Lord. Um, so, to me, that just illustrates in my own marriage and and for all of us men, we have to initiate, right? We have to only if Mary trusts Joseph, and she trusts him first because she knows he is self possessed. She knows he is in relationship with God. Um, so then she is able to trust him and give him the space and, and you know, because she can follow his lead at that point. Yeah, I see just this beautiful spiritual maturity playing in both of them, right? Yes. Um, Mary giving Joseph the space to go deliberate with the Lord, but then Joseph actually taking the time and being like, I need to deliberate with the Lord. <laughs> And what a wisdom from Our Lady, too, because I think it also implies that if Joseph weren't a like particularly righteous man in relationship with the Lord, I think she would have known, okay, it's my job to call this guy out mm-hmm. and say, like, hey, get on your knees, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not taking this where it needs to go. Mm. It's amazing that the... Um... Um, that the the quietness and the stillness when you enter into your relationship with our Lord, how sometimes that can actually smack you back into, okay, well, here's your job. You know, you have to be priest, prophet, and king of your family. Mm. And to do that, you have to have a relationship with me. And the fact that Mary could just sit back and trust Joseph. Um, as Nate said, it, it takes us right back into our own marriages and what our wives and children trust in us as fathers. And what a great message to hear as we're in Advent. And I remember er- earlier, you know, come to save us without delay. You know, to go and just give it to our Lord, whatever is going on in your life. I think that that's just awesome. So thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, this uh, verse from Ecclesiastes also. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Mm. Um, just having that eye to eternity. Whew. <laughs> I mean, just just having that that long view. Um, can be so hopeful and helpful uh, when you're going through all these seasons that are described in the beginning of Ecclesiastes. You know, they are what they are. They're seasons. And what God is inviting us into is to share eternity with them. And what he's saying is through all these, a time to mourn, you know, a time to weep, a time to cast away stones, a time to embrace. Then there's also a time to laugh, a time to dance, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, a time to lose. He's there with us through all of these circumstances. And what he's just saying is, just be with me. Boom. Mm-hmm. 
and so, that his eternity is like more pervasive than than the individual seasons too mm-hmm. i think we can get caught up in a given season that we get really excited about that you know that that time to seek for example right that when the time to lose comes around are are we ready for it or do we have that like eternal perspective as it were looking at a situation not with our human brains and human eyes but asking for that grace to say okay lord how are you seeing the season that i'm in right now the time that i'm in right now um i i actually it's kind of like a gut check for me when's the last time i went to the lord in prayer and said okay lord what what is this a time for right now Mm. in my season right now this advent what is this a time for right now when christmas the liturgical season of christmas comes around you know what is this a time for right now lord in in recognizing that like I can give him that priority to to set the season for me. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was I was kind of thinking about my Advent season and all these hopes that I had had for it going into the Advent season, right? And it's just not turning out the way that I had hoped for, to be frank. <laughs> and uh, and I kind of realizing this this season, even he wants to teach me something in this, you know, like we talked about the other day, this rerouting, the, the different way that it's turned out the, and asking him, going to him and asking him, okay, even though this season isn't what I thought it was, how can I partner with you where I'm at in this season? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're teaching me in this season, even though it looks different than I thought it does? And, and instead of, worrying about it not turning out the way I thought and instead of maybe I'm getting kind of down about that just asking him okay but what is it that I should be seeing now in this season what can I learn through the the uncertainty of it all or or however we're experiencing our advent season to just acknowledge where we're at and then to ask okay but how can I seek you in it and what are you doing in it Lord Boy, and sometimes that that's so difficult, right? Uh, just have the uh, the first impulse is just to quit, mm-hmm. and they, this this is a waste, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, but uh, recognize that it's not a waste because we're in it with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Expectation, joyful expectation. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, what are you going to do here? Right. I had this realization the other day, also, just that uh. Maybe for some people, especially during this Gaudete, see, like part of the Advent season, maybe there are some things that you're not sure what to rejoice in. Maybe things are hard right now and you're trying to figure out where am I supposed to rejoice? And if anything, it's just that the Lord abides. That's it. Amen. The Lord abides. Father, I long to trust you with every aspect of my life. Help me to find you in the silence. Guide me as I navigate the seasons of my life and help me to rely completely on you. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with Nate Schroeder and Mike Lisi as we continue our time together here in the St. Gabriel Cafe. 
O good Jesus, you are the Most High God, everlasting and always living. You have shown us the way to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. We implore thy most sacred heart to have mercy on us in this time of need. Bless and protect the vulnerable. Give hope to all and fill our hearts with confidence in your divine mercy. Be our joy in the midst of suffering and our stability in the midst of uncertainty. Your forgiveness we seek, your love we need, your protection we implore. Forgive our sins and heal our wounds. Strengthen any weakness of faith and make us strong so as to give witness to your glory. Keep far from us any illness, pestilence, or harm. You are our refuge. You are our comfort. You are our hope. Through the intercession of Our Lady, health of the sick, we come to your most sacred heart and beseech your protection and blessing. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Amen. Do you have a minute for lasting happiness? Living virtuously is the way to freedom, happiness, and holiness. To grow in virtue, we must learn about it, practice it, and persevere in it. This is what the saints have achieved with excellence. An excellent example of the virtue of prayerfulness is seen in St. Dominic. He lived prayerfulness heroically by giving his whole self to God in prayer. Dominic knew that our bodies can help us to pray. He often incorporated his body in prayer by kneeling, bowing, and raising his hands up to God. He expressed a wholehearted attentiveness in his posture and actions while he worshiped God. Let us ask St. Dominic to pray for us that we may grow in prayerfulness. Educate yourself in virtue. Learn more at educationinvirtue.com. Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborn, and you've already heard their voices, but now we're going to officially meet them. Nate Schroeder, Mike Lisi, thanks for being with us, brothers. Well, thanks for having us, Dave. Good morning. Yeah, good, good morning. morning. Nate, let's start with you. Tell us about your family, your parish. What's up? Well, I go to that parish up north, the St. John Neumann <laughs> up in Sunbury, um, best uh, best parish in the diocese. Not right, Father Dury. Um, anyway, no, it's 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 just a great place to be. We've been up there, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 10, 10, 11 years now. Uh, the place is just on fire. Mm -hmm. Just so many great relationships up there. We've had great leadership. Um and just have been really blessed to be part of the community up there. Um, uh, my beautiful wife, Brenda, of 11 years, uh, she teaches at St. Paul, that parish to the south. S Southern Delaware that, County. That's, that's right. Um, and all four of our children uh, are in school there right now. We have a fourth grader, second grader, and a couple kindergartners there. Um, we love it. Um, you know, obviously uh, love Father Wilson, and just they've got a great community there too. So we're just blessed all the way around with, with parish and school and just everything we've got going on. Uh, yeah. with with our family so mike lisi you're from st paul's yes i am yep yep been there for uh years <laughs> uh yeah the st paul's catholic <laughs> church in westerville and we have a satellite location that's just up the road in sunbury <laughs> and uh father wilson yeah, father would wilson be, and father jury would be like, so I proud say, of i was just going to say it's right father jury and father wilson probably aren't even listening but they, you know we're just we're doing it for them so. father jury can't listen to us now he's out probably fishing they're they're both sleeping they're not morning guys so <laughs> it's okay but yeah i've been there uh gosh 
since the late 70s, early uh, 80s. Mm-hmm. Was married there. Been married for 35 years to my uh, wonderful wife, Judy. Have four, four children. Uh, and it's because of her that I got into uh, men's ministry. And uh, we didn't have a uh, men's program like That Man Is You at St. Paul. And so uh, my brother-in-law said, hey, go north, young man. <laughs> so I did and became a, uh, a weekly member of the That Man Is You group up, up at St. John Newman. And uh, I vowed at that point that it was so good for me that I wanted to bring it to St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And so when Father Wilson uh, uh, took over as our pastor, I went to him and we put a, um, a uh, plan together and brought it to uh, St. Paul. And now we have, uh, this is amazing. Last year we had maybe eight guys praying the rosary at 6.30 on a Thursday. This year we're up to about 20. Nice. I think the biggest was maybe 28 at 6.30 praying the rosary. And uh, then we have guys stay, obviously, for the program, and it's it's been wonderful. Um, it's that quiet stillness that uh, I think the Lord put in my head saying, hey, I need you, and then the willingness to be a, a conduit to carry that out. I remember years ago walking across the uh, church parking lot, and the guy comes running over. He says, my wife said I should talk to you about joining the Knights of Columbus. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, who are you? <laughs> yeah, right. and, You're yeah, a knight, Dave? I am. I yeah. guess I, I didn't realize Third that. Third degree, yep. yeah. Um, how, how, how did your wife encourage you, Mike? Well, <laughs> it goes back to when our girls were in uh, uh, religious education, and uh, she goes, you should help me uh, be like a teacher. Um, I'll take care of it, and you just come and help me wrangle the, the children. And I said, okay. So that's how it started. You're the muscle. you know. She's yeah, kind of. Like... <laughs> <laughs> just sit in the back, make sure that nobody gets unruly. <laughs> and uh, so it, it, it just blossomed from there, and she supported me in everything that I, uh, that I wanted to do uh, with her. So we got into uh, doing uh, high school youth ministry, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, it was fun from the standpoint of being able to see young kids embrace their mm. our Lord Jesus Christ, which was just wonderful, and going on retreats with them. And and then uh, after our kids grew up and you know went out to college, we were like, okay, now what? And I was looking, uh, but didn't know really where to turn, you know. And uh, that's when I got uh, uh, to go to uh, uh, St. Paul North and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to that man as you up there and she's uh, supported me ever since and uh, had the uh, uh, opportunity to meet uh, Steve Bowman uh, he was here in central Ohio visiting other parishes and we all got together up at St. Uh, Paul North and um, <laughs> we uh, uh, met Steve and mm-hmm. St- Steve is short of stature and so is my wife and she walked up to him and I'll never forget this she looked right at him and said Thank you for what you've done to change my husband. Wow. And I didn't know she was going to say that. Yeah, how <laughs> yeah. did that strike you? It, fl- it was Godsmack, like, you mm. know, right in my forehead. Like, um, and really just doing it. And when you get caught up in doing, sometimes you don't understand how that affects the other people around you. And so I guess I needed that just to step back and say, okay, you know, be a conduit, right? Mm. And I said that this morning, you know, I'm just, 
I don't know what this is going to bring this morning, but I'm just going to be open to it and said a Hail Mary before I came in here today. And uh, it's amazing about all the women that are around you that want to support you if you just let them. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good insight. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they want us to um, excel, mm-hmm. right? And um, most of all, to mature. <laughs> and I mean, I, I love that from a kind of the, the reflection with father tubes this morning, you know, called to, um, leaving the things of, uh, you know, your youth behind and, uh, maturing in the Lord. So what ministries have you been active in Nate? What ministries have I acted in? I, when, when Amanda asked you, I think the, the Knights of Columbus might be the only ministry I haven't, uh, been a part of yet, mm-hmm. Dave. So, <laughs> Um, but no, I, so like Mike, um, because we're a little bit ahead of St. Paul in that way, we started that ministry nine years ago, um, and, you know, brought some of the St. Paul boys up and, and, but no, it, it's been such a blessing, you know, got, you know, getting to meet Steve and just, um, you know, just that the heart of that ministry is men and, and men's leadership. And, and to that point, you know, our wives want us to excel. All the women in our life want to see us succeed and, and lead the family, um, and, and some of us maybe just don't know how to do that in, you know, day to day sometimes. And, you know, going back to the reflection and, and Mary having that trust and, and, and giving Joseph space, um, you know, some of us kind of struggle with that. And, and that man is you has been such a blessing. And then, you know, yes, the content is great and, you know, the weekly meetings, but it's the small group discussions and meeting guys like Mike Lisi and some of the other men and, and learning we're all on different walks in life. Yeah. But everybody's kind of walking through the same thing no matter what stage what season of life they're in right and that gave me great hope um to know that hey i'm not just some young dad that that's failing every day seemingly in my in my own life and just kind of um you know beat myself up it's like oh hey some of these guys that have walked through it and and now they're with their grandkids they're they're still talking about the same things and the same struggles and um the same hopes and and, and dreams and things like that so that was very heartening and, and really um i think gave me the right perspective uh as as far as you know kind of maybe being a little more gentle with myself um you know because you know like mike was talking about I, judy is judy's amazing i love judy and uh you know i think brenda saw something in me maybe that i didn't see in myself when we were dating we got married and you know i found that man as you um and some you know really saint john newman about a year or so after we got married and again we have just been so blessed to be a part of that community and just the graces that have flowed from the different ministries and the different, uh, you know, people we've been able to meet. It's just, it's beautiful. Nate, you, you mentioned leadership, especially in men's ministry. And actually I was praying about that this morning when I was reading the reflection, just the idea of, you know, Mary could just utterly trust Joseph and in him going to the Lord and seeking and deliberating, um, because, because that's, you know, he grew up in kind of a culture and a way in which that was instilled in him and he was a just man. And, um, have you, have you found, uh, did you grow up, I guess, with, with leadership examples or was this something that really got cultivated more as you were a part of men's ministry? That's, that's a great question, Amanda. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So yes, I had great, um, uh, great 
examples of, of male leadership um, and great male role models growing up. Um, large German Catholic family up in Northwest Ohio where I grew up and, um, you know, good Catholic family, large family, um, you know, and, and we didn't have, you know, maybe didn't have the that management programs and, you know, some of the ministries back then when I was growing up, but certainly faithful and going to mass and, and, you know, just, it was, a um, it was just normal, you know, praying the rosary mm. on, on the 25 minute drive home from the cousin's house, you know, and things like that. That was just normal. Right. Um, and it's interesting you, you asked that. So I, I actually lost my dad in the spring and just kind of as, as we walked through that, um, the different ways, the different things that pop up and just remind me of, you know, man, I, I really didn't like it when he drug me to stations of the cross, <laughs> you know, back, back when I was sure. 13, 14 years old, but my goodness, the seeds that were planted, that's my, one of my favorite devotions now. And, and just things like that, that, you know, again, the different seasons we walk through, um, you know, you don't have that perspective at the time, but again, maybe, maybe we're just being called to wait and to be patient um, and, you know, see, see the fruits of that maybe mm-hmm. down the line somewhere. So Nate Schroeder, Mike Lisi here in the St. Gabriel Cafe with us this morning. I think in my case, I think what, what Carol saw was the need to get my priorities in order. First things first, mm-hmm. where, um, I mean, I, I wasn't involved in a lot of carousing or, you know, a lot of bad things, you know, providing for the family, working hard, you know, doing what I'm able to do around the house. You know, my skills are pretty limited, <laughs> but, um, getting things, she noticed that, um, what should be first wasn't first. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point, actually, I had probably only been in the church a year or so. Um, so it wasn't a scolding, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it was more of a, um, a nudge, a nudge and, and, and an awareness mm-hmm. that, you know, here's an opportunity. Yeah. She saw, you know, something that needed to, uh, to be, um, improved on and, and jumped on it. So that that's, what's so important is that, um, there's men out there that might not have had the example that, you know, they, your father gave you. I, I'm one of those. My dad was not that guy. And then uh, to meet my wife and get the loving nudge, right, mm-hmm. um, that says, hey, you know, you gotta you got to step up. Um, and it goes back to spiritual maturity again. And it took me a long time. I mean, you know, um, I think as guys we're all, we're all about, you know, checking a box, right? Okay, well, I went to church Sunday. Okay, now I'm a good guy. Yeah, what more do you want? Yeah, yeah and, right. and then uh, <laughs> one of the things I've been sharing with the guys on Thursday at our uh, That Man Is You group is uh, how reconciliation can really help you in your walk. 100%. And, you know, what better time to do that than in Advent as we were preparing uh for the solemnity of Christ, of his birth. Why do, why do you mention reconciliation? I think we weigh ourselves down with the burden of sin, whatever that might be. Maybe, you know, you're driving, you know, down the highway and you're telling the, the guy next to you something you really shouldn't be telling that person. Or you have uh, just something that's been weighing on your thoughts and your mind, 
And if you don't go to uh, reconciliation and give that to the Lord and receive his loving um, uh, example, then how can you walk with him if you're laden with that sin? It's like walking around with, you know, mm. buckets of water on your shoulders. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's unique to men, but I, but I do think it weighs especially heavy because we do keep score mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and, 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 you're you're trying to do the right things check 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 and and then sin comes into the picture and we we start if not completely defining ourselves by our sins we we see where we're falling short absolutely and 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 that just chips away from our our patience our perseverance um our our steadfastness and that's Thanks for bringing that up, Mike. I mean, that that's where reconciling and taking care of um, uh, of those sins. Uh, Getting the guilt I, off our shoulders. And receiving right. the grace. No, I, it, and real quick, I, I had that, I shared that a couple weeks ago at Mass. It, um, as we start, you know, because, you know, Batman is you and, hey, monthly confession and some of the principles that they, um, you know, kind of exhort you to do. I went to, this is, I don't know, seven, six, seven, eight years ago, I went to confession one time, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm laying out my sins and I'm pouring my heart out and the priest just stops me. He goes, I don't, you know, what did I say, right? He said, say, I am a beloved son. Hmm. And he just made me repeat that for a few minutes. And it just, that takes a while to sink in, right? Because, you know, I think, you know, God already knows your sins, right? You're not going to confession to tell him something he doesn't know. You're going to confession to receive his healing and his mercy, right? And once you understand that, you know, I still get a little nervous going to confession as often as I go, but it's, you know, you're there to receive. You're not there to, you know, he already knows what you have to give him. So um, to me, that's, you know, just, just changing your mindset and just receiving um, that, that, that's key. Yeah. So. We're, we're all laden with that burden, right? And we get so darn busy in our lives. You know, running from here, running to there, and putting all these other things in front of you. And um, you really have to be consistent with spending some time, some quietness in the Lord. Mike Lisi, Nate Schroeder here in the St. Gabriel Cafe. I, as you were talking, Nate, I was also just thinking to myself that... um, that importance of reconciliation too, because you can't father without first being fathered. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think a lot of us can first learn that if we don't first learn it from our dad, we learn it in the confession booth because it's, it's a vulnerable place where you sit there and you're like, <laughs> well, here's, here's what Here I, I did. Right. And, and the priest in persona Christi on the other side gets to, to be that, you know, God's mercy to you in that moment. I know for me, I similar to you, Mike, I didn't, my father figure wasn't, um, uh, wasn't always that best rep- representation of, um, of who God the father would be. I, I come from a family of divorced parents. And so really just kind of had a really skewed relationship with what that looked like in my life and, and s- similar experience in confession where it was just this like, um, moment of, of recognizing God's mercy and who he was to me as father and 
and recognizing that, oh, this is also now what I'm called to. I have an eight-month-old daughter, you know, and every day, I mean, this morning at four o'clock in the morning when she wakes up screaming, you're like, I can choose to be, like, tired and upset and, like, why won't you just go back to sleep and all this stuff where I can choose to be, like, the representation of God's mercy in that moment. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to love her well. Exactly. (laughs) Even when I'm tired. Even when I don't actually feel that feeling, I'm going to say it and do it anyway right walking into men's ministry did you have uh, a perception that you weren't worthy to to be around these guys i mean that, uh, they're <laughs> and, 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 oh and was goodness. that pretty much blown away like in the first 10 minutes when you realized what guys were there absolutely well <laughs> you know mike I probably has the same experience because no it's it's you know i mean yeah little old ladies pray the rosary and I, you know, all the, you know, all the, all the, you know, again, I grew up praying the rosary and things like that, but you know, that's, that's little old lady Catholic stuff. And mm-hmm. yes, meeting normal men, successful in the world and business, things like that. And, and just to hear, again, hear them go, you know, they're talking about the same struggles I am and they're, they're having the same experiences and the same issues with their kids. And it's like, oh, so I, this is attainable for me, mm. holding the universal call to holiness, right? That that's real. And that's something i can't attain even if i still sometimes or at least i should be in the race correct right absolutely yeah join you know there's no reason for you not to join that that group right Mm -hmm. so um does this get to the root of excuse me of maybe like the hesitancy of even getting there in the first place is it this idea and that because i i guess i hear kind of often you know or we just know that um it being a part of men's ministry, you hear that men don't always, women are more popular in the church, I guess. And, uh, um, I guess getting to men's ministry is, is just that first step of struggle. And is it the hesitancy of, oh, maybe that's not for me, or am I going to meet weird people there? Or what is yeah, it? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it's a little bit of that. What's the hesitancy? All of the above. Yeah. All, all <laughs> okay. the above. And back to, back to what we said before about confession. Um, what I want to say was, you know, God is the just judge and we're receiving that mercy and confession, but I really feel like most men are way more, and more, most most people, most of us are more critical of ourselves than certainly God is or, or really any anyone else. So once you get over that first hurdle, that initial hurdle, and say, well, okay, yeah, I'm just like Cam, I'm just like Dave and Mike, and, you know, okay, I, I belong here. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's the first step maybe. Um, and then, you know, and, and my problem is it was a one and done. It's like, oh, hey, I joined that man as you. And my, like Mike said, cool, I'm there. I'm, I'm good. And then the same struggles and you get hit in the face the next day with your daughter three in the morning waking up and I don't really feel like getting up and all those life just continues to happen. And it's like in that daily conversion. I don't I don't like that, but that's what it's about. It's choosing every day to love and, and be merciful with yourself. And that's to me, it, it yeah, it's once you get over that hurdle then it's like, hey, we can join arms. Mike, pray for me, brother. I'm really walking through it right now, or Brenda's sick, or whatever's going on. And you just share yourself. You share your heart with what's going on. And that's, to Cam's point before, it's vulnerable. It, it, that takes some time mm-hmm. to build that relationship. So, Yeah, to be able to realize that you can't do it yourself in a um, culture that says you have to do it yourself, that that's the... That's it in a nutshell. And you brought up earlier, I see you have your rosary out. People can't see that because we're on the radio. Thank God, because I've got a face for radio. 
<laughs> um, one of the things that we do as a Knight of Columbus is that we carry our rosaries with us. And uh, you didn't know that I had this in my pocket this morning, but when you brought yours out, I said, well, I got to bring mine out. <laughs> and, but having th these close to us, having our mother this close to us, mm -hmm. when we're having that bad day at four o'clock in the morning when the kids are crying, or maybe you messed up uh, something at work, or maybe you snapped at home uh, to your child or to your kids or to your grandkids, having this in your pocket going, oh man, I messed up. And to quietly say a Hail Mary, uh, for me, that's been uh, a life changer. And, uh, you know, as, as knights, we, we're supposed to have this rosary with us uh, for that specific reason. Um, and that gets us back to men's ministry. How do we get the men from checking a box to get active, to be a brotherhood where guys are handling all the same problems and issues that you have? And that they can be strengthened with that relationship in the same way that if we are quiet with the Lord, he'll strengthen us in our walk. That's why I'm here this morning. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's what I see in Nate and uh, my brothers up at St. John Newman and my brothers at St. Paul and throughout the diocese. Mike Lisi from St. John Newman South and <laughs> Nate Schroeder from St. Paul's North. Uh, are here in the cafe with us today. Yeah, I, I think the other thing, Amanda, is it, like Mike mentioned, it's uh, uh, this um, training <laughs> almost that we've received to um, on self-reliance. In, in, in sports, you know, tough it out, get up a half an hour earlier. Right. You know, if I don't hit my sales goals, no one else is going to do it for me. You know, and 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 it's that that um, striving. Yeah, striving and striving and and knowing if I don't get it done, it's my fault. And uh, you know, we put a lot of pressure there until you come to the realization that we all need God and that whatever goals we do hit on our own, so to speak, um, is still by his grace. It's, it's according to his plan. And having that surrender in, into, into his will is a game changer. And how long it takes sometimes to, to figure Longer that out. Longer than we want, I think, yeah. Dave, is the answer there. <laughs> yeah. Longer than we want, but just stay with the Lord, stay in the journey. So We have a men's conference coming up. We do. Yes, we do. February 24th at 24. February 24th, uh, back at the Ohio Expo Center. Uh, what what brought you guys into leadership roles with uh, with, with the conference specifically? Uh, voluntold? Cam's father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, yeah. I, I, I love that man. Um, no, I just, um, <clears throat> it was, we were in that man's you for a semester or two, and it's like, hey, we've got this uh, men's conference. Okay. Um, Father Dave Pavanka was there, Ralph Martin, guys I had never heard of. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, eight, nine years ago. I haven't missed one since. But just, um, you know, I was invited three or four or five or ten times and finally said yes. And you just keep working on guys. And it's been such 
it's been such a blessing in my life. And then, you know, being invited to be part of the men's ministry and, and just um, the opportunities that continue, the graces that continue to flow from that first initial yes are just, it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, brother Mike, Mike and I've gotten to know each other, got to know each other pretty well here over the last four or five years. And um, again, just the relationships and, and, you know, whether it's St. John Newman or St. Paul or throughout the diocese, we just, you just continue to meet good solid Catholic men and just building that network and building relationship. I, I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. It's the, um, getting men out of the pew and into their parish. I mean, uh, if you look at our parishes, we've seen a lot of women take roles as teachers for religious education. Um, thank God uh, for that. Huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but even at mass, um, do, I haven't seen as many men get up and maybe be a reader, writer, or a greeter, or uh, taking a, a, just a, a small step to be active within their parish. And um, it's okay to wonder about what that is. Um, but as Nate said, it's a brotherhood that uh, you're missing out on if you if you haven't taken that step yet. And it doesn't mean that you have to you know, become uh, the leader of the Catholic men's ministry in central Ohio just means you go out and do something within your parish. Um, uh, step out and be that priest, prophet, and king of your community there, your culture within your parish. And that's what drives me. I mean, I, 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 the, the relationships that I have with the men that I've met through the Catholic men's ministry, going to the conferences, and that man is you, has enriched my life uh, in so many different ways that um, uh, it's invaluable. Absolutely, Mike. And I, I think that's what I'd want to impress upon anyone out there listening. Um, whether if, if you've been to the conference before, certainly get signed up. We have an early bird special run for the next couple of weeks. It's $5 off. But more to, more to that point is to invite new men this year. We've got a great lineup. We got Chris Stefanik's coming back. We got John Edwards. We got Father Burke Masters from the Chicago Cubs. He's a chaplain out there, um, and mm, he knows it, suffering. Then he he does <laughs> indeed, right? Um, but no, it's it's I all I want to do is just share what I've received here in the last eight ten years, just being a part of this group and, and just getting to know all these men and building relationship. I want to share that. I want more men to experience it. Um, so if, again, men, if you're out there listening and you've been to the conference before, get yourself signed up, but invite new men. we got to get new men there this year. I, I think this is going to be big. And, and go with a brother. Go with somebody yep. else that hasn't gone. Um, I'm not going to share this person's name, uh, but for years I was trying to get him to go to the conference. And he finally went last year. And um, I was running around doing something, and we caught eyes. And he had this huge smile on his face. Came up to me, he goes, Wow, holy cow, I, I didn't know. I said, I know, isn't it great? He said, yeah. And then there was a pause, and he had a tear in his eye mm. because the speaker spoke to his heart. Mm. And that's, I'm getting chills. That's what drives me, to, you know, if we can bring one guy, it, it's all worth it. It really is. And so let's get 3,000 guys to the Expo Center and Kasich Hall and uh, and hear these great speakers. Chris Stefanik is nationally known. He's going to hit it out of the ballpark. But I'm going to uh, 
challenge everybody, go and listen to John Edwards. He's got a podcast called Just a Man in a Pew. He is going to knock the socks off of the men at the conference. I can't wait for those guys to experience him. And of course, the women's uh, conference is February 17th. Uh, so what a great opportunity for everyone in the diocese to um, have these two weekends uh, of grace. And, you know, some, some guys, some women will be moved by the speakers, um, others by the opportunity for reconciliation, for mass, obviously, or by mass, through mass. Uh Others just just in the fellowship uh, mm-hmm. opportunities. So there's a lot of opportunities for uh, for grace that day. Speaking of that, Dave, if I real quick, thirty second story here. Last year, one of our brothers from St. John Newman, um, who's gotten really good at inviting guys and just bringing guys in um, at any level, uh, met a guy at the gym and and you know just started chatting him up and got the sense that he was kind of a fallen away Catholic and whatnot. Somehow he. Got the kid to come to the conference. You know, he's probably 37, 38 years old. And shared after the conference, I, I ran into him and, you know, my buddy introduced me and, oh, hey, you know, thanks for being here and whatnot. And after the after the conference, Kurt goes, yeah, that, that guy, he uh, said he went to confession for the first time in 20 years since he was a senior at St. Ignatius in Cleveland. Wow. Praise that's, God. That's, yeah. Right? That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's stories like yeah. that all over the place yeah. in that conference. So yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, someone's got to do it, right? So we got to step out and have faith. Yeah. Amen. Well, and, and I mean, I remember um, just having that. The biggest impact of the day is walking up to the Kasich Center, or, you know, or the Lausche or whatever building it was in the time, and, and just meeting or meeting for the first time. Uh, a gentleman who's no longer with us, but then every year after that, seeing him almost at the same place, because uh, he was a greeter, he was welcoming guys yeah. at the door, and that boy, when um, that was something to look forward to, yeah. seeing Harry, you know, yeah. there at the front door, and I, and I knew I was where God wanted me to be that day. So we are six days away from Christmas. My goodness. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. Yeah. Let's jump uh, back into, uh, into, into uh, Advent here uh, in the final five minutes or so. Um, Nate, how's your Advent going? And what, what are your hopes for, for this uh, final week? That I continue to wait patiently. Mm. for the lord um you know all you know joking aside i um again we you know, got the four young kids at home and we're excited about christmas and um <clears throat> excuse me all that entails going up to visit my mom um and the rest of the family for a few days after christmas and whatnot and um but no just continue to wait and be patient be patient with yourself um you know we're just pilgrims here right so like amanda said before i love that you know whatever season we're in, wherever we're at on the journey, we're not waiting for God so much as we're waiting with him. Hmm. And just keep that top of mind because it's true and that should give you great peace and great hope here as we continue to journey towards Christmas. Mike, same question. 
Oh, I got to follow that. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Um, I guess just uh, for myself, just getting quiet. The first thing I do in the morning is I pray a rosary. Um, And again, it's, I I fall back into that check the box kind of guy, but I'm trying to do it uh, more contemplatively to uh, every one of my prayers has a meaning. So I'm praying for my family, for the diocese, for all the different things, but not forgetting the mysteries of Christ that we're reciting in that rosary. So being very um, thoughtful and consistent and then trying to take that through your day so that all the other um, noise, if you will, uh, doesn't get in your way of just being uh, a good Christian man. Very nice, very nice. Ladies, want to talk to you directly. We've heard uh, this morning about how your invitation can often change lives. Mm-hmm. So the loving nudge. I heard that one a couple nudge. times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So be bold um, with uh, with the men in your family uh, this season. Um, in you know, bold with charity. Um, right. In, in, invite them. Uh, give them permission uh, to to go deeper. In, in their relationship. And uh, very often all that needs to be said is it's important to me. Yep. And, and the men will respond. And and know that we see your sacrifice because, you know, we're at the conference for seven or eight hours on that Saturday and you're at home watching the kids and, and you know, we, we don't, uh, that does not go unnoticed. And gentlemen, we'll, we, uh, we do that the week before for the ladies when they're at their conference. So. Amen. Can't can't wait and uh, earlier to to see that Mary gave Joseph space. Hmm. That was so uh, enlightening to hear again this morning. Go ahead and and give that light nudge. Go to the conference. If you sign up before the end of the month, you can get five dollars off. But go to the conference. Take another brother with you. But the power of having your wife say, "Yeah, go ahead and go." And to be and to be that generous with her and say, okay, don't worry about it. I got the kids the week before you go. Um, I think it can only strengthen those individual marriage uh, marriages, our individual parishes, and ultimately our diocese. Amen. I have a great memory of uh, when our daughters were young, uh, a little a little too young to actually go to uh, the women's conference. That was a great opportunity to hang out, you know, daddy daughter time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, uh, in, in particular one, one year to head to the hot dog place and, and just, yeah. Enjoy Chicago style hot dogs <laughs> uh, together. So, Hey friends, thanks for being with us tomorrow morning. We're going to be joined by Eddie Cotter and Bailey clutter barista to our baristo (laughs) and uh thanks uh nate schroeder mike lisi for being with us today god bless you guys thanks dave take care glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be a world without end amen god bless you all see you tomorrow morning